Welcome to the Water Walkers podcast. Every Christ follower experiences moments like Peter when Jesus called him out of the boat and onto the water. This podcast can help encourage other leaders as you learn to follow the voice of Jesus as Peter did. Today, I'm excited to introduce Mike Henry. Mike has a fascinating story. Mike met Jesus as a 30-year-old in the technology industry, but felt a calling to ministry and missions. As he sought the Lord for wisdom for his newfound calling, he felt Jesus say, I didn't call you to quit work to become a missionary. I called you to go to work as a missionary. Mike carried that perspective through his career in financial tech in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and eventually founded a ministry called Follower of One in 2017. Follower of One is an online community of faith-driven business leaders from around the world. And you'll really want to hear about these experiences that Mike leads called Marketplace Missions Trips. From our first conversation, Mike and I just clicked. And as we were talking recently, I was furiously taking notes of everything he said. And I thought to myself, I had to stop him and say, could we just record this? Because I was so excited to share everything he was saying with you. I don't want to spoil it, but make sure that you check out followerofone.org as you enjoy this conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me record this impromptu uh, Water Walkers podcast episode with you. Mike Henry, I'm so thankful to just get to know you and hear your story Grateful and to just to, sh- to share that with people. Okay, I normally have like a little icebreaker question. It's just a little bit of a get to know you thing, but this is, okay. I'll just spring this on you for a moment. Uh, if you could relive one day of your past, what day would it be and why? It's probably. It's probably pretty recent. It would be um, maybe even the day that I realized that God was using all of the past of my career in this ministry. I remember whining to God about the frustrations of my career and asking him not to waste any of that, and then realizing that the 35 years of my career where I was struggling before I started Follower of One, were all wrapped up in this ministry. And I went, yeah. Oh, wow. And so <laughs> I get to kind of relive that. I still experience that joy. But just when it first happened, it was just, I brought tears to my eyes. Because yeah. I'd asked him 34 years ago to do something with all the things that I didn't like that were going on. And, and he was. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's, it's a sweet part of all of our testimony is the faithfulness is. of God, even when we don't see it at the moment. Oh, it is. I'm thankful for that as well. That's a great, that's a great answer. Uh, so could you just tell us a little bit, give the listeners a little bit of a, uh, just, it doesn't have to be extended, but a little bit of a background mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe the background should be when you first began to realize that Jesus cared about your business when you first began to kind of understand that your faith and your business were connected. Yeah. Well, so that was very early. So I became a Christian at age 30. I was already in the workforce and um, I didn't want to be a part-time Christian. People used to talk more more commonly than today. They would use the term full-time ministry. And and um, and I didn't want to be a part-time minister. I wanted to be a full-time Christian. I didn't want to yeah. be two people. I didn't want to be a Christian who was enjoying and taking part in certain things when I was away from work. 
and somebody who was just trying to keep it from sticking to me while I was at work. And um, my career brought this tension in my life because I kept asking God to put me into ministry. And one day I remember thinking, and I didn't hear audible words, but it was like the voice of God, Mike, stop asking me to put you into ministry. You want to be a minister? Okay, you're a minister. Now get back to work. Wow. And, you know, what do I have to be called to full-time ministry? He actually even gave me the idea that ministry is just helping other people move closer to Jesus. Yeah. And I can do that every day in every interaction. Helping people move one notch closer to Jesus is my working definition for ministry. And I can do that full time. And so can anyone listening to this. And so the rest of my career was this struggle with trying to beat down my old habits that would take me into my flesh, struggling against my to-do list to try and, you know, squeeze a career into my life. And instead, my work becomes this context where I get to go be a Christian. Many of the people who if anybody that used to work with me is watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, will go, that must not be the Mike Henry I know because of how much trouble I had with it. But um, it's one of those things that you just keep trying. You get up and do it again tomorrow. Were there particular people or even a particular resource that really helped you grow uh, between that first point of kind of realizing, oh, God cares about this and then kind of maturing along that journey? There were a lot of them. The first one, it was kind of interesting. The first one was the guy who used to do daily package delivery at the company where I worked. I wow. found out that he was a believer because he was praying for one of my coworkers. And I don't even think I was. And so he and I would share prayer requests when he would come in and drop off in the mornings or come in and pick up in the afternoons. Wow. And um there were many other materials that were very helpful to me. I got very involved in Promise Keepers for a couple of years. The book Halftime was very instrumental for me, except that it also woke me up to this problem that I sense often, and that is that we tend to think of faith in the workplace as being for the white-collar people who are in leadership. We don't think of it as being something that every believer in the workplace should be taking part in. Yeah. Um, there were... Uh, other ministries, one book in particular that was a big impact was Every Good Endeavor by Tim Keller. Um, there have been tons of other books. This has been a 35-year struggle for me, and I get up every day feeling like I'm still in my beginning year of college. Uh, <laughs> right. But how amazing, even the simplicity of that relationship of a daily delivery guy who's who's praying for a coworker. Yeah. And you know, I remember even whining to God one day about thinking that I was the only Christian in the place. And the thought that popped into my head was, you know, I can make the FedEx guy show up anytime I want. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you uh, what you need. Stop yeah, whining. A, you can get back it's to work. amazing. Yeah. How God <laughs> works in those things. So yeah. then uh, as you grow through that journey, could you just explain a little bit about Follower of One and just give our listeners a little story of how that came about and what kind of the, the vision was that brought that about? Sure. In, in, uh, in the financial downturn of 2009, I actually started an online community 
that's still the the website is still around. It's called the Lead Change Group. And I met people from all over the globe. Many of them were Christians who were trying to do something with their faith. Many became leadership coaches. There was a big change in the workforce in 2009 and 2010, and Twitter was brand new. And it, the Lead Change Group actually started as a LinkedIn group. And wow. I met hundreds of people. There are a couple thousand people, I think, in the Lead Change LinkedIn group even today. One day we had a conversation in that group. We talked about character-based leadership, and we were talking about the definition of a leader. And someone said that a leader was someone who had followers. And I took issue with that because I didn't, I don't consider myself a follower. I don't, mm. I don't like a definition of leadership that requires me to stop being a leader so that you can be a leader. I, I think that's a narrow definition. And I made this statement, though, because I'm pretty rash, that I've never followed anyone. And after that conversation was over and I hung up, the Holy Spirit convicted me. Well, there is this one guy you have to follow or your life doesn't work. Oh, wow. uh, right. and, and so I started thinking about how cool it would be to have a community like what we had put together, but it'd be for marketplace Christians. We're not. Yeah the quiet follower, just do what we're told kind of people, we're called mm. to go into an environment and be the leaven, to be the yeast that transforms right. everything. And so I reserved the domain name and I started asking God what he wanted me to do about it. And a few years later, I was out of the lead change group. I had given that whole thing away. I was working a salary job as a vice president of a technology company but I kept coming back to the fact that we needed an online community so that we could live our faith those other six days. Our church community is great about developing us as Christ followers, yeah. but not about how we actually carry that out in the workplace. And I don't want to sound judgmental about that, but a coworker who does the same kind of job as you is a better helper for how you live your faith on a Wednesday then your pastor's going to be. Yeah. And so that's when I started dreaming about connecting us by occupation or industry so that we could help one another be difference makers in the moment by moment of ugly staff meetings and irate customers. So it's this online community that's come together. I'm going to put the link to it in the show notes okay. of the podcast so everybody can go click on that. Uh, what does that community look like now? I mean, how many people are we looking at or how is it kind of structured? What does that look like for somebody who's going to go take a look? Yeah, so it's community.followerone.org. It's a private community, so you have to join to kind of see what's going on in there. But there's no charge to join. And um, it's 800 people. Many people, we're still kind of figuring it out. Uh, yeah. In fact, the five years that Follower of One has been going I call that all R&D, research and development. Yeah. We've been trying and erroring. And, um, and so, but there are 100 people who are engaged in any given month. You can connect with wow. other people in that community. We do our marketplace mission trips in there, which I can tell you about too. Yes, you'll have to. And we, and we, wanna, we wanna do other things. We wanna produce other content and connect people with one another so that we're all getting better at yeah. being the Christian in the next cube or the Christian in the next trailer or wherever we are, because 
I believe that's what's going to make the difference in the world is when the rest of us see ourselves as full-time ministers. Yes. So you mentioned the the mission the marketplace missions trip. And now we're yeah. kind of just we're going on kind of a quiz. We're going on a rapid fire. <laughs> but people have got to know about this. I think this is fascinating and I think a really really helpful uh concept that I think everybody needs to take a look at. So could you just describe for a moment and again that link will be uh all these things will be linked in the show notes but show notes. yeah, please explain that. Certainly. So on our on followerofone.org's website at the top, you, there's a take action, and you can check out the Marketplace mission trip. It began as a two-week exercise, like an overseas mission trip, but you go to your own job. And so you don't have to take time off work. You don't have to get shots or a passport or any of those things. You just, a, there's a daily devotional for two weeks, a daily devotional to challenge you to go into your workplace as a minister, someone who's there to help people move one notch closer to Jesus. We work through what we call our five daily activities. And so the first week we talk about each of those five daily activities. The first one is pray. The second one is appreciate others. The third one is know what you believe. The fourth one is serve others. And the fifth one is called speak for yourself. And we believe those five things will help you be a marketplace minister in any job, in any situation, at any workplace. It can even be a hostile to our faith workplace or a hostile to our faith nation. And um, the second week, there are five more devotionals that are designed to help you put those five practices into action. Yeah. And But also in the second week, we treat that like a mission trip. We recommend for groups who do this trip that they would have checking calls with one another to help each other because it's hard to remain plugged into our Christian community when we're the only believer in our workplace. Yeah. We're the only one that we know. And so we have Zoom calls in the evenings to check in with one another and pray for one another. And so we do this like a mission trip. And you can find out more about this on our website. We don't charge for the Marketplace mission trip either. We're a donor-funded ministry. We ask people once they've joined the community and taken the mission trip, to make a monthly commitment to pay it forward so that other people can do this. Yeah. And people have done that. So you're anybody who wants to is welcome to try it out. We do six of the mission trips every year ourselves. And also this year we've started asking and inviting churches or ministries or businesses to do, or even small groups to do their own mission trip together on their own schedule. Yes. I love that concept because it is bringing people, connecting them together, but it's, practical tools and a practical exactly. approach that really is a difference maker, even just in our mindset. So I'm yeah. so thankful to even have learned about that. Um, well, I'm grateful for you, Logan. This has been a blessing. So, I mean, I'm excited about your ministry as well. <laughs> I appreciate that. I love, you know, you put uh, on the top of your five things, you've got prayer. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if there are any examples, God's really demonstrated his, power of prayer and the, uh, or even just kingdom impact through the businesses that you've connected with. You got some, any stories for us? Yes. We've, we've actually seen uh, whole relationships with people turned around through the mission trip. We hear one, one um, friend was a teacher and she was having trouble with another teacher and just through prayer over the course of two mission trips. So she, 
she was on like three or four mission trips in a row. She was trying to work through these things, but she and the person that she was praying for, they were at odds with one another at the beginning and became good friends later. There was a, another case very early on where in the middle of the mission trip week in a staff meeting, the participant was confronted in the staff meeting by a peer, a coworker. And but because she was on the mission trip, she chose not to strike back. She chose not to retaliate. Wow. She chose instead to just listen and say, thank you very much, you know, instead of winning the argument. And later in the day, this company had a gym and she was in the gym class, the yoga class. She was the only participant in there with the teacher. And in came the other person who she would have totally iced out had she been the way she was, but they had a great conversation and a great relationship began just because she was sensitive to listening to God as she was doing this, doing this wow. mission trip. There've been stories about people who have given away a Dr. Pepper and someone else noticed and asked, why are you doing this? And that's our goal. When we talk about know what you believe, we talk about being able to answer the question, why are you doing this? Yeah. Our goal is to live in such a way that people go, why are you doing this? And then we get to go, well, I'm doing this because I'm a Jesus follower. If we just say, oh, I felt like that's what you needed, then we've lost our opportunity. Yeah. But speak, speak for yourself means to bring Jesus into the conversation, but use I and me pronouns so that I'm telling them about my life. I'm not telling them how they have to live or what they have to do to get to heaven. I'm just telling them why I'm different. And so yeah. those two things make the whole idea of helping that person move one notch closer to Jesus. I, I'm not trying to get them to become a monk. I'm just trying to help them move one notch from wherever they are right now to one notch closer to Jesus. That's good for me today. That's what, what God wants me to do. Yes. Oh, those are great. Those are always some of the most encouraging stories. When you see reconciliation and when you see those yes. seeds of kindness seeds of compassion, and how it's the Lord who brings the growth in that. But even through what sometimes seems like ordinary interaction, yes. yeah. there can be extraordinary things that come from it when we're intentional with it. So you've got exactly, yeah. great tools for that. I'm so thankful yeah. for that. And are there some key, some key understandings, uh, maybe some key tools that you've learned uh, that have really helped been a breakthrough for your own pursuit or in the pursuit of other business leaders that you've worked with? Are there some kind of key things that you would share that, especially for young professionals, that they could apply and that you think there'd be big impact? Certainly. I think, I think, um, I really wish that I had let my faith invade my attitude more, that uh, I would take an extra 10 seconds every day and go into the workplace remembering that my job is to represent Jesus there. Uh, it's, not to, it's not to get the award or get the biggest bonus or any of those things. My job is to be present with and paying attention to the people that I interact with. I remember one time being in a hurry to get to some Christian something or another and having to go to the grocery store for something on the way. And this was back in the day when people paid with checks and stuff like that. And I remember thinking that my only concern for the lady in front of me in line 
was that she not pay with a check so that I could hurry up and get out of there. And it was like God was speaking to me again that day. The idea that popped into my head was, really, is that why I put you in line behind her? Yeah. We think about the people in our workplace as being people who have been handpicked by God to be around us today. Not somebody who's an obstacle that I need to either fire or get to behave differently so that they can get their job done so that I can go home on time. You know, and so there's just so many of these where I was sharp and difficult in the workplace. And there were opportunities where I could have been different. And um, and so for those of us who are believers to remember, I, the first prayer that we talk about is the prayer, here I am. I use that like my time card. I punch in, here I am, Jesus, what do you want me to do today? And when I go into the workplace with that attitude, there's a sharp increase in the probability that I will not be a jerk. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I can... And I can take part in what Jesus is doing there because he's doing so many cool things and we miss it when we're in jerk mode. Such a good reminder. Um, and it is such a key, that level of intentionality. I mean, that's like a, that's a discipline. That's a, a muscle. Um, yeah. And so to have friends who are talking about this together and interacting and doing some accountability together and having practical tools that help you this is where follower of one really comes alongside and can be such a useful tool. So I'm going to point everybody to that, uh, the follower of one.org and I'll put the website and all that linked up. So yeah. again, thank you so much for, for letting me record this podcast. And I, I really thank appreciate um, just what, what we've gotten to share and really look forward to what we're going to continue to do. So thank you very much. Well, and thank you for having me. This has been a blast. It's been great to meet you. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Please visit ServantLeaderNetwork.org for more helpful resources for your leadership journey. And always bring your water walking shoes.